0: Hey, everybody, this is Seth. This is the Gnome Podcast, and we are reading through a book that I am in the middle of releasing called Pyramids and Trees Attachment, Addiction, Empire, and a Nation Bursting Forth. So, it's something that I've been working on for several years now. It's the culmination of so many things in my life. I'm really happy to put it out there. And we are to the next big section in the book. So if you're starting here today, if you're new to this, uh, go back to the introduction and start there. It'll make a whole lot more sense. But today we start this section on attachment. Now, Dr. Karen Purvis says that attachment is the foundation for all mental health. Chapter 14 It's called Attention, and here we go. The human brain largely formed through a concept we now know as attachment. What's the something bigger that you and I are attached to? Well, that's the human question. And attention is our individual human answer. Attention is where all the power of our 75 trillion cells is pointed. It's a constant stream of consciousness always flowing towards something that receives it. Like a TV show, or your spreadsheet at work, or a book. You might say that all the energy we consume becomes pointed towards whatever it is we're giving our attention to in a moment. The 11,000 watts that you are burning right now are currently being burned so that you can sit in a temperate climate and listen to me talk. This podcast is the direction or the flow of the entire you right now. You could be splitting your attention between a couple of things, but we're notoriously bad multitaskers. So you're mostly giving your attention to this. Now, if you were watching a cat video, let's say, the Earth would be sacrificing those watts so that you could bond with that cat. But you're not bonding with a cat video, of course. The Earth is paying for you to bond with me right now. And I appreciate it. Now, in a few minutes or seconds, it will shift and you will focus your attention elsewhere, like maybe a screaming kid or a work call. So attention is this meandering stream. It's always changing directions, and we can't stop the flow. Trying to stop ourselves from giving our attention to things is a bit like trying to dam a stream with your hands or plug a hose with your thumb. Some people can achieve a slowdown during meditation, but we never really fully stop the flow of attention consciousness, attention. It's the pinnacle of an individual's existence and a magic gateway to higher levels of being. Whatever it is that we give our attention to is for that brief moment our why. It's our purpose, even if it's just for a second. So imagine that a girl is giving her attention to making an arrowhead. Well, In that moment, as she's hammering away at that rock, all of her muscles, neurons, and tissues are working together in beautiful synchrony for one goal. A pointed rock. Now, in one sense, she's making the arrowhead. But in another sense, the universe is making it. And in that moment, she's merely aligning all of her sunlight and earth towards that end. She's in a flow Or say a guy is flipping M&Ms in the air to impress the ladies, and he's giving his attention to that pursuit. Well, Mother Earth's 11,000 watts would be paying for that, hoping for a return on the investment, of course. But it's not only her investment, it's his investment of time and energy. Whatever we give our attention to is our investment. That's why we say we give attention. We pay attention When we do that, when we give or pay into something, to another end, something magical happens. Our brains grow an emotional bond to their investment. Attachment. This is the core of what it means to be attached. It's when you're in the flow... And something bigger than you is receiving your attention, and you grow an investment in that thing. We grow hope for something in return. Care grows. It's why you care about the stocks that you own more than the ones that you don't. It's why you clean the house that you live in instead of cleaning your neighbors. You invest in that which, well... That what you've already invested in. It's a cycle of loyalty. You've already given to it, so you might as well continue to give to this thing and hope that it gives something in return. And thanks to evolutionary hacks, our brains don't really care whether the investment of attention is something concrete or abstract or whether it's living or non-living, although they do function in a certain way more optimally. Here we are, 8 billion ants scurrying around each one of us, constantly investing our steady stream of attention energy. It's sort of like our power mountain that we're on top of is a volcano, and attention is like high-energy lava spewing out our eyeballs, except for this lava is like a stream of gold. People like it. Attention isn't just the most powerful thing we have. It's a culmination of everything we have in the present moment. That which has our attention has our body and all of its energy and power captive. Now that power is quite the prize. If you win Warren Buffett's attention for a moment, you now have a brief shot at accessing all of the power that he's sitting on. He could, in theory, just give you whatever he has. And whatever has your attention has a shot at getting some of your bank account, some of your work, some of your skill, your knowledge, your health, and your loyalty. Now, interestingly, this golden stream of attention is extremely narrow. So for all of the giant reservoir of data stored up here in our heads hard drive, the stream flowing out is pitiful in comparison. We have billions of bytes of stored data in our memory, Decades of years, sometimes, of memories stored up there, but our perceptual bandwidth of conscious attention is only a few bits, maybe as few as 16 bits of conscious attention that flows out our body at one time. That's all we can focus on at a time. This tiny stream of attention is guarded by a bouncer. Now, we don't know exactly how this works, but everyone does agree at some level that we have something that we would call a conscious will or volition. This bouncer, so to speak, is like the boss, the head executive of a large corporation, and is there to guide and guard and direct the stream of our attention. Now, unfortunately, this bouncer is not a particularly good one. We'll call him Will. Now, if anything wants our attention... It needs to convince Will the Bouncer. You sweet talk this guy and he's a sucker. He's always diverting the stream of attention elsewhere. It's kind of like a Black Friday shopper looking for good deals. His job is monumentally important though. Pay attention to the correct things. Point the stream and shoot the gold in the correct direction and our reservoir will continue to fill. We will grow and we will become more powerful. If you spend too much time paying attention to the wrong things, will be drained. Others will siphon our power away and cash in on our lack of discipline. That's why there's such an epic battle going on for our attention, and it's both inside and out. The corporation. Now, internally... Your body is fighting for the gold as well. Our nervous system is its own competitive hierarchy. It's like a corporation full of dutiful workers constantly seeking attention for their needs. You know how workers are in a large corporation, always whiny and wanting something for themselves. Now, we'll assume that your name is Larry. Your conscious attention maybe will, but we'll call you Larry, Larry. Now. We'll call you Larry Ink, how about that? Your body has lots of internal divisions of Larry Ink. You've got intestines, you've got your heart, you've got skin and blood and bones and all of these things working together beautifully. At the top of your skyscraper is the executive boardroom, which meets in the top floor office. And that would be the most complex living organ ever created, your brain. Now, from the best we can tell, your nervous system division reps, your nerves, they meet here all day long with an executive team to tackle important company topics like dry skin, invading infections, bowel movements, wanting a college degree, wanting to have sex, And they are all communicating together as a team. Now, here in the brain, the big decisions are made and the body's attention budget is allocated to whatever it needs to go to the most. Your brain is a hierarchy of decision-making. Now, most smaller needs are taken care of within their own lower department. We call these departments our unconscious or our subconscious as you get higher in the hierarchy. But the toughest problems, those that the lower body can't figure out or fix alone, get their moment with the executive team, the conscious mind of the frontal lobe. Now we don't know exactly where the conscious mind is located, but we do have lots of evidence that it operates in a hierarchical fashion. So it's Tuesday afternoon and you have a mild itch on your southern abdomen. If we were to take a peek inside and look at the neurons meeting inside your lobe, They may be sitting all around a big conference table trying to convince the CEO hey, I know we just asked for a scratch an hour ago, but the skin team over in Ventral Section 4, they really need some fingers to reinforce their needs over there. Now, ultimately, the issues are filtered by the team. So, for each one they're going to ignore it or table it or take immediate action on it. They rank priorities and they have a contest a little bit like March Madness and the whiniest one wins. They have thousands of contestants all the time. You have dry, itchy skin. You have a need to be liked. You're hungry. You want to be smarter. You wish to procreate. You have a weak infection going on somewhere. You have inflammation in your hips. You have a need to sleep. All of these needs meeting together and trying to get the attention of the conscious mind, of Will, the bouncer, the executive. Now, If you have a minor inflammation in your hips, it's not quite enough to present as conscious pain, so you, Larry, are never aware. So you have an infection issue. The white blood cell team is awesome. They almost always get the job done, and you're never aware of that. You thoughtlessly stave off an ephemeral urge to read a book for now. That's in your subconscious. And so in your conscious, you have the choice to go get a cheeseburger or go hit on a girl that you've been wanting to talk to. Her. Now, the internal attention battle is a very, very high stakes contest to capture that momentary abundance of the whole company by convincing the bouncer, the CEO, Will, to take action. Now, Will, in this case, we decided that you needed to point that stream toward in and out Burger. The winner. The winner gets all the access to the voluntary muscles of the body in the mind and all of the excess power under your control. The lobe directs the whole body to go buy a cheeseburger and it uses all of the assets underneath the power of your body and also all of that which your body owns and has access to. Instead of going and hitting on a girl you go to in and out But the attention battle is never over. So say you fall and break a leg on the way to get your burger. Well, the dynamic frontal lobe reacts and it reprioritizes a broken leg over a cheeseburger. It directs your hands to dial an ambulance while your hypothalamus tells your stomach to shut up and quit whining and wait. And it taps all of the resources underneath its power, your voluntary muscles, networks of friends, people around, 911 helpers, money, transportation, all of the things which you can control now go towards the end of getting help for that internal need of a broken leg the same fingers that could in theory be forking over someone uh, $50 on Venmo are typing 911 they could also have been filling out a paperwork uh, for a mortgage or typing out a classic novel but in this moment they've made their choice Larry you need help Your leg is screaming and it's really impossible to ignore. And you are pouring out your assets to get attention. When this is happening, we call this spending. It's directing our attention inward to meet a need that we have. If all we ever do is seek internal attention, our power goes down and down and down until we are spent. So, we must give away attention as well. The river goes both ways, and the CEO, the bouncer, the consciousness, will, you must constantly delegate access not only to internal forces that are seeking attention, but external ones as well. They want the gold too, and they are quite loud and they are smart. If you mesmerize the bouncer, you have opened the gate to you, Larry, and your assets. It should be no shock, then, that the battle for attention is humanity's last battleground. The fight to capture attention is fierce, with giant multinational corporations at war over our 75 trillion cells and their resources. We call this the attention economy, and the prize of the attention economy is the human and everything the human controls, even if only for a second. This is March Madness, the external conference. You have forces that you will never, ever think about that are competing for your attention. And then you have subconscious forces like advertisements out of your periphery that might make it to your your conscious. And then you have those conscious things that you decide to give your attention to. All fighting for control of a few bits of information for a few seconds at a time. The truth is, The tiny stream of attention is in constant flow, directing deals, transactions, and trade-offs. Every day, we wake up and spend the entire day exchanging our attention for something. We trade it to acquire something, or to feel something, or to get something to feel something later. We give our attention to a cat video to feel amused. We give our attention to a romantic comedy to feel warm fuzzies, or we think longer term. We might give our attention to a calculus professor to gain more intellectual power, to exchange that for a job, to exchange that for a paycheck, to exchange that for a nice house, to exchange that for, well, usually others' attention. Leverage you got to give money to make money, and the same is true with attention. Long-term thinkers who routinely give their attention to friends and calculus probably stand to be more powerful in the end than people who give all their attention to cat videos. Now, Not only would they become more powerful, but they will in turn become more mentally healthy. That's because we were born with an unchangeable neural circuitry that lives in its sweet spot when we give our attention to and attach to Other humans. We were wired this way from birth, each one of us at a level deeper than we can control. Like it or not, it is us. It's how we came to rule the world, and it's how we created such a mess, and strangely enough, the only way out of the mess.